Welcome to The Yoga Voice, a podcast by City Yoga, School of Yoga and Health. Our guests discuss how the contemporary practice of this ancient art transforms the lives of individuals and communities in the Midwest and beyond. City Yoga has been a center for the practice of yoga and yoga teacher training since opening in 2002. Join us as we explore how yoga inspires and transforms. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Voice. Dave Sims here as your host. And a fun, exciting little conversation I had with Kelly Shaw coming right up for you here. And Kelly has been a longtime teacher at City Yoga School of Yoga and Health. And she just has a really rich background in um, yoga in particular, and specifically in prenatal yoga, as she has found a, a deep passion over the years for mommies and babies and having been a mother, having been a longtime prenatal yoga teacher. Actually, she's one of the, the if not the, the most experienced prenatal yoga teacher in, in the Indiana market. And she's put together a um, prenatal yoga teacher training program. It's an 85-hour training that she's doing through City Yoga, that we're rolling out here in 2022. Excited about that. Um, so it was fun to hear her passion for yoga and all the experience she's had in her life that has led her to become the teacher that she is today, uh, including outside of yoga, the um, schooling and, and getting her master's in, in counseling and focused on counseling and education realm with urban schools and social, social justice in schools. So she just has a very rich, rich background that she's putting together this uh, amazing teaching. So look for more of that. But without further ado, I'm going to get you right into it and enjoy the conversation I have with Kelly. All right. Welcome, Kelly, to Thank the Yoga Voice. It's great awesome. to have you here. Awesome to be here. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. I can't it believe we fun. haven't had you on it yet. I so, know. Yeah. Great. Um, how's your day going? It's the daily, uh, super busy, dropping kids off, picking up kids up. I taught already today, and... Uh, I had about 10 minutes before I ran over here. It's sort of, <laughs> it's a typical day. So pause and breathe. Yeah, it's a lot of pausing and breathing while I'm driving, listening to Rolf while I was driving. Oh, good old Rolf Gates. Yeah. Yeah, we should get him back on here. He's He's been on here once or twice maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, as you know, I know you've listened to some of the podcasts. I usually like to ask, you know, or my guests is, talk a little bit about your yoga journey mm -hmm. and share, you know, as deep as you want. You can spend five minutes or an hour. It doesn't matter. Just take it away and tell okay. us what it's been like. Well, sure. Well, I was thinking about it, actually, because I had listened to a few of the podcasts um, recently. And uh, I, even though there were little seeds, I think, of yoga throughout my childhood and leading up to that, um, the main, I think the moment I found it was at IEPUI, which is the case for a lot of people. But my teacher was Barbara Kennedy, who has a connection with Marsha. Uh -huh. 
And um, she was awesome, but I sort of took it as like an elective to just like, you know, waste a, a credit, right? <laughs> and it ended up being kind of serious. And I was like, whoa, this is, uh, this is a lot of stuff that she was teaching. I mean, she was kind of putting a lot of information into one semester. And... I, you know, it it didn't click with me right away, like the philosophy necessarily. Um, I mean, I was 19 or whatever. I think I was smoking cigarettes right before. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But what did click was the asana, because I had done ballet as a kid. And so the f I had flexibility that came back really quickly mm -hmm. um, in that. And... I just remember walking out of there, you know, maybe my third or fourth class and being like, just feeling that yoga feeling, you know, a lot of people talk about it's sort of indescribable. It's a feeling, it's serene. Um, you feel comfortable in your body. You feel happy. Like I just looked up at the clouds and like heard the birds chirping <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this is a happiness that I'm getting from moving physically that I'm not getting anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So that really hit home. Um, and then, you know, I went on to finish my degree undergrad and, uh, and let's see, I mean, it was sort of a lot of like, oh, I'm going to date myself here, a lot of VHS <laughs> <laughs> tapes. So like kind of the generic VHS tapes you could get from like Target or wherever so Which, for those of you who don't know, that's a is like this rectangular plastic <laughs> box thing with a tape in it. You put it in a and it would show on your TV. Before DVDs, <laughs> before streaming. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, and but I mean the the generic class that was on the the Target VHS was the White Lotus Studio down in I think it's Nashville. Oh yeah, and they're really well known, and it, it was an amazing practice. So I did that one over and over. Just, you know, throughout my, my early 20s. And I did, um, then when I, s I think I started coming to the studio, I actually came to City. I have no idea what year it was, but it was at the very first, so 38th and Meridian. Okay. I went to one of Paul Mahern's classes. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so a little Kundalini. Um, and then I did. Gurmukh's uh, prenatal yoga VHS for okay. while I was pregnant with Lydia. And I did that one like almost every day. That's um, Kundalini. That's Kundalini those, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is shocking as I look back, you know, <laughs> but I, I love it. I do love it. And that would have been early 2000s. Yeah. Well, I was pregnant with Lydia in 2000. She was born in January of 2006. So that would have been 2005. Yeah. So. So, yeah, and then I had Calvin, and I decided that um, six weeks postpartum, I was going to start my teacher training at City <laughs> Yoga. <laughs> and there was another mom there, actually, um, who was pumping at the time. There were two of us, and uh, I wasn't pumping, but I should have in retrospect. But yeah, it was it was intense, you know, to leave him that young for five hours every Tuesday and then have those intense weekends. Yeah. So and he's fourteen now, so that that would have been fourteen years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, I um, I got a kick out of, I forget where we were in, um, 
having some conversation at the studio and and uh your daughter Lydia who's almost 16 is 16 or, or she is it just she this turned, weekend yep yesterday yeah, yesterday okay mm-hmm. um who's working at the front desk. She's now working at the front desk. And then it was, it was kind of talking about yoga and you're, and about she hadn't done a stronger or something. And, mm-hmm. and you're like, technically... In utero. In utero. <laughs> you were in that class with me, so... <laughs> yeah, Carol's... I did Carol's Ashtanga, um Not religiously because we hadn't... I don't think we had started like the Mysore uh-huh. You know, practice of it quite yet. So that was on Indiana Avenue. But um, I went to that several times and uh, it was, you know, Carol's energy, of course. Just she's had her own children and she is just such a mother um, in general and her amazing spirit. I just wanted to be around that yeah. during prenatal because there weren't really, there was a prenatal class up um, in Nora, which I did take that was at all people with Carrie and she was a great teacher. Um, but it was a little far. So I, I went to a lot of Carol's. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. And um, now when did you start teaching prenatal right out of the gate when you got the training or so I did my 200-hour, let's see, 2008, and I think I, it wasn't until Calvin was three that City Yoga had a teacher from Minneapolis come from um, Bluma Yoga, it's called, and her name is Sarah Longacre, and it was just a weekend training, and um, I just started teaching after that. Mish said yes, and... It was twice a week. It was every Wednesday and Sunday. And uh, I just, you know, I learned as I went. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I learned a lot in the training, but just like anything you, you learn right. as you teach. So. Yeah. 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 And that's, and it's still, you're still teaching it. <laughs> yeah. And among other things. And you got, you did some core power training and you got into more of the power vinyasa as well. Yeah. Well, that was huge, of course, like a lot of teachers. And I think in my 20s when I was you need that physical outlet. Um, so Sadie Nardini, she does a core strength vinyasa. She visited here as well. Mm-hmm. And um, she's really good with alignment. She's um, pretty knowledgeable about, she's very knowledgeable. Um, but I liked that sort of power style. So it wasn't hot, but you know, like a stronger you would get just as hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Building your own body heat without a hot room. Um, so I love core work yeah. yeah and i i kind of lost track of sadie nardini she she's been here once since i've owned the studio in the past 10 years probably mm-hmm. seven or eight years ago and then she was actually migrating onto a lot of online training stuff she really found it or not found it but she really sort of paved the way i think for online because i did her teacher training again that was 2010 was online oh okay um and that's really early. So she did a lot of YouTube stuff. Um, and that's still, like, I think her main presence is online. Online, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I got that I got that sense from her when she was, uh, last time she was here, she had mm-hmm. been in three continents and, yeah. you know, all over in the past 14 days. And that's mm-hmm. um, just not sustainable for most people to right. be, you know, traveling 50 weekends a year and all that. So um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about some of like Rolf Gates, he's, 
probably been teaching online for 20 years, you know, the, um, these skillful teachers have that ability to sort of diversify and, and, um, you know, share their teachings with as many people as they can. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and also they offer a lot of stuff out there free to, you know, just make it accessible, which I appreciate that. Same, Um, same for sure. Especially during pandemic. Oh, my God. Finding anything online that, um, you know, all the apps and stuff are great. But sometimes you just want a quick 15-minute YouTube. And and I love that just as much as all the apps that are available. Oh, yeah. And I, um, you know, I've paid attention to online. And I was looking at um, Yoga with Adrienne. You know, she was kind of one of the early adapters to putting stuff out on youtube for free mm-hmm. i don't know 10 years ago and um every now and then somebody will come through our studio that got their start in yoga watching her yeah. her tape or her classes online and um i just came across an article last summer talking about like going into the pandemic she had about fifty thousand view or subscribers mm-hmm and then within a month, she was at 1.5 million. Yeah. And now, you know, by sometime last year, she's cre- creeping up on 10 million. That's amazing. <laughs> and so that, that online arena got really crowded, for one. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the people that already had a platform yeah. just took off. Yeah. And, and I've seen a just this weekend saw um, one of our past graduates from teacher training um anna van horn little shout out to anna um got her online gig going and you know five thousand over five thousand you know followers and it's so like she's building a presence in Mm -hmm. a short amount of time and you know we're seeing that more and more with uh uh, jamie anderson here you know teaches here she's she actually helps teach uh teaching online module for mm-hmm. teacher training and and she in the pandemic really just embraced that whole technology and mm-hmm. made the quick pivot um so it's been it's fun to see this last couple of years how people have uh, um, got out of their comfort zone just like stretched Adapted. into a new arena <laughs> yes and then i think that will come back to the studio in the sense that people are getting this rich introduction to yoga Mm -hmm. and and now we're seeing them trickle in first time in a studio or maybe first time in a live class with a real teacher in person i've had a couple of those for sure yeah yeah it's like i've done it online but i haven't actually done it in person it's so great to be like well welcome here it is yeah Yeah. it reminds me a little bit of um Oh, what was the thing? The the Wii. Remember that? Yes. That, the little video game. Yeah. And um, when I was first started teaching, and uh, every now and then I'd ask, "Have you ever done?" Go, yeah, I've done yoga before. Well, it was on the Wii <laughs> <laughs> at home. That counts. It and counts. I'm like, that counts. Like, come yeah. on in. And yeah. then I was teaching hot, you know, like kind of hot mm-hmm. power yoga. And after class, I was like, oh my god, I was like, right. well, that was way harder than the Wii. <laughs> right. So it's different, and I think. Like we're seeing that in a whole nother generation of experience, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. um, 
So backtrack a little. So ballet, I never knew this. You yeah. did some ballet. What, what was that all about? Um, well, just like a lot of kids, I think my mom signed me up for ballet when I was like four or five. And um, I think, and that was at Jordan, actually. Um, so I don't know, I have three or four years of that. And then I took a break and I did kind of what you would maybe call like neighborhood yoga. We just had a, a woman that taught ballet and... and um, where I grew up, the, my mom's neighborhood. And, uh, and, but it was a lot of girls from my middle school. And so probably from like fourth grade to like ninth grade, uh-huh. I did a lot of ballet. And, um, I wasn't very good with tap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that flexibility foundation really made it pretty seamless to go into. Oh, and a shout out to Jane Fonda. I did Jane Fonda with <laughs> my mom, which is, I was going to say, was one of the first seeds because uh, Jane Fonda did does a lot of yoga. Mm-hmm. And it would be those really hardcore aerobic exercises. But she would finish with twists and child po- child's pose. And she would use the yoga names, you know. Oh, wow. So. That's, that, that, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, somewhere in my, actually in my running career i had um i needed to get a foam roller yeah and um it's funny you mentioned jane fonda because i was like at target or someplace mm-hmm. in a hurry to try to find a foam roller yeah and I, there was a jane fonda foam roller. yeah <laughs> she's awesome <laughs> so i'm like all right you go and um yeah. so that's kind of fun well as you you know i think it's interesting um how you know i was interviewing hannah and she kind of started in dance and movement Mm -hmm. and found that it was just really resonated with her when she was younger Mm -hmm. and you know we do see that in in, i don't know if it's fair to say a lot of yoga teachers but Mm -hmm. dance and movement i think instills a natural flexibility Mm -hmm. and and strength and strength yeah and then that translates into yoga um you know, I've just, just kind of observed that. Um, sure. And also, I think um, sequence building is similar. I don't want to say it's the same by any means as like choreography, but remembering things. So for teachers, so somebody that's come up in fitness and has had to learn choreography, sequence building is usually pretty easy for them. Oh, uh, right. You know? I hadn't thought about that. That yeah. makes total sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Memory. Yeah, memory and and sort of logical progression. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's so, such a, like a building a tempo even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. And, and fun community fact that um, you might be interested in too. We, we have a, um, just a few blocks from the studio, a local... Um, theater that's the uh, Footlight Musicals. Yes. I mean, they've been in the city for decades. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really long established. But um, we're starting to just buy a little block of tickets to invite the teachers to go and uh, see whatever theater production they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you mentioned like dance and tap, it reminded me of we were there in December and they had a um, some sort of holiday, I think it was called the Holiday Inn, it was mm-hmm. this pl- classic play. But there was a big 
tap thing, you know, and it's dancing and all this, this stuff. Yeah. But, but it's fun. And actually, we went there because one of our students that's a regular here at City Yoga is in was in the show. Yes. And um, so we're like, well, let's go support her. And, and um, so it was fun. I mean, you know, we're masked in a... I know, remember because I wanted to go, but I had to teach. It was on I, a Thursday was night. On Thursday night, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we figured, okay, next time we're going to go, go on like a Saturday or Sunday night. Yeah, or, yeah. Or sa- Saturday night when there's usually not much going on here, so... Yeah, not much for yoga teachers, at least. We don't do much. At least I don't do much on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and it's a part of our mission to support local. Mm-hmm. And they are, um, not to put a you know, big conversation about the student, but Footlight Musicals is a volunteer-run organization mm-hmm. that's like 50 years old or maybe. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, it's been around forever. And um, that's awesome. So, yeah, so it's like it's definitely a worthy thing to be supporting and making sure I'm sure they've had their struggles through the pandemic. And um, um, April's the student, you know, April that comes here. She's yeah. she's moved here um, sometime in the last year or two to maybe two years now. And uh, and just was so happy to be able to find some you know, local theater, and mm-hmm. um, and it reminded me about it. And so, anyway, that's uh, I'm excited to yeah. get groups of us to go over there and support that. Um, so, you transitioned from school and learning and having kids. You have three now, though. Three, yeah, yep. And how is how is that dynamic of balancing life as? 16 to, what's your youngest? Oh, boy. So 16, 14, and 5. 16, 14, and 5. Yeah. Yeah, so it is um, like, well, you know, you've been a parent. Yeah. Um, It is a challenge, but that is where my yoga comes in, is to find that balance Mm -hmm. and um, really live my yoga, I think, especially... I mean, now I'm kind of getting used to, you know, the third time around with the third, I know how to deal with tantrums and the stress and, you know, the tiredness. That's okay. I think we're, we're for the last couple of years, I've been more challenged, um, respectfully with, uh, just the, the stuff that comes along with being a teenager and the challenges that come along with parenting a teenager and, um, respecting that growth and trying to do it and um parenting in a mindful way and uh i it's hit a new level my mindfulness I will say, <laughs> the breathing that i've had to do and the pa- finding the patience um to do it because i remember being that age and i remember feeling those feelings mm-hmm. and um it's a hard time it is i think yeah. and especially can you imagine during the pandemic too i think just putting that on top and just they've had no social life aside from virtual. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, we, we came out of it. Now we're kind of back in it. And, you know, it's just having to be flexible. And really, um, I think all parents know right now just not knowing what to expect. Are we going to have school this week? Are we not? Are the cases you know, going to be high this week or are they not? You know, just mm-hmm. having to do deal with that and not be attached to um what that schedule looks like um which a lot of 
parents are really frustrated with, but I have found that yoga has really helped me get through it pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty not easily, but you know, it's helped. It's a tool. (laughs) It's a tool. Well, the, um, I mean, I just, my heart goes out for teenagers Mm -hmm. having to navigate this last couple of years and the, um, the thing that was pre-pandemic and is, is exasperated by the pandemic is the effects, often harmful effects of social media on mm-hmm. kids' psyche and depression, anxiety, and and when there's like global anxiety and uncertainty, and yeah. then and I just I think like um, collective trauma, collective trauma, <laughs> yeah, and I and I see kids are embracing yoga and mindfulness um one of the local high schools was doing a j-term you know, like a sort of um that's a just for our listeners it's like a program of um exponential or experiential learning mm-hmm. outside of just normal classroom stuff where they they get topics to choose from and then they take a deep dive into it and they were doing some health and wellness mindfulness kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so we had, you know, these groups of high school kids coming in for, a, you know, like an afternoon class or, you know, midday class. Mm-hmm. And they were just like really embracing and they were going around to other studios to experience different styles of yoga. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, we'll shout out to uh, Cathedral High School and uh, they they had that organized and um and shout out to Neil, Neil for teaching him. it. Yeah. yeah, he was volunteered to teach, mm-hmm. um, and he's great with kids, um, high school kids. He enjoys uh, working with them. So it was just a really a powerful experience, and then I think that creates a little ripple effect in the community. As they talk about it, maybe they get into yoga, maybe they don't so much in high school, and then they're in college, and then it's like, oh, yoga planting the seed Dave. (laughs) well i did that when uh it was called mighty lotus you know i taught at george washington for a semester no that's right and um or two maybe it was two and that was a challenging one for sure you know eighth grade boys (laughs) that were singled out by the school as having um you know challenging behaviors and and but we got along swimming swimmingly and uh it was a really good experience so I do like that part, I, I think, just to kind of jump onto. That's been a, a big passion for me is, is mindfulness in education. And I have, I did do like a mindfulness-based stress reduction course specifically for teachers or people that work in education or parents. Um, I'd have to look up the actual, I think it's just called Mindful Schools. Um, but that was an online thing. And... Um, I have always kind of followed along with my kids' age. Like, if they were in preschool, you know, we we always did co-op, and I would, you know, be the yoga teacher at the preschool, and then they would move on, and I would offer, you know, to the gym teacher, hey, in PE, do you want to let me teach a yoga class here or whatever? So I've always tried to kind of incorporate it into um, not just my kids' lives, but wherever my kids are going to school, Mm because you never know what kid you might reach yeah funny enough your own kids if you are a yoga teacher sometimes they might be like "Ugh, that's the last thing i want to do you know so oh of course but hopefully the seed is still planted and later on (laughs) it is i think it is and that's well and that's 
that was part of the, uh, you mentioned Mighty Lotus, which takes yoga and mindfulness into schools. That's... Um, which is now called... We, yeah, we collaborated and morphed into the Indie Yoga Movement. Mm-hmm. So that nonprofit is has a bigger scope of yoga and mindfulness in the schools. And I was talking to um, somebody... Oh, I was picking up some carryout, and uh, a young lady went through our teacher training um, two years ago, not mm-hmm. that long ago, but she was teaching for Indie Yoga Movement. Oh, great. At like Catholic Central, you know, like one of the urban schools, and uh, she's loving it. And, and uh, so that's like they're going strong. And again, you know, it's playing the seed, but it's also, I think, just going to create a huge impact. As, as we kind of come out of this last thing, we've, you know, the past few years where, mm-hmm. um, I mean, kids are naturally resilient, um, but the more tools at their disposal, the better. And you mentioned like at George Washington doing, working with the sort of the behavioral challenge kids mm-hmm. that really need the yoga the most. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one thing I learned from like the indie yoga movement is, mm-hmm. is that you know, it's great to take it in a PE class and then, and, uh, or with the sports team, but, but usually like kind of like the jocks or the athletes are, mm-hmm. they're going to be the first ones to jump in a class anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but it's the kids that are, you know, kind of mm-hmm. more isolated or, or less outgoing or, you know, whatever. Usually I've noticed, um, I've grown up, uh, in trauma. And their childhoods are, you know, um, they're just challenged. Their lives are challenged. And, I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody grows up without a little bit of trauma. But this, the kids, at least the boys that I was with, the challenges that they faced were just unimaginable to me. So I learned a lot from that experience. Yeah, yeah. And learning how to communicate with, I think, because my kids were not quite close to that age yet so um it's intimidating to walk into it's funny how as an adult you can be intimidated by a 13 year old but that's <laughs> scarier almost to teach to you know a 12 or 13 year old or a high school kid than it is to an adult mm-hmm. you know so learning how to navigate how to teach and and um make it fun make it fun and get them to do it <laughs> yeah get them to do it yeah yeah well now my thing is always like if you want to lay down the whole time and observe that is fine if you want to even nap that's okay because they're still watching and getting it you yeah know? but yeah. most of the by the end of it everybody was practicing so. isn't that fun to see that transformation yeah especially if you get the do it for a while you yeah know? yeah yeah it's just ego and i mean imagine middle school it's like the most embarrassing time of your life and they're like looking at you like you want me to do what yeah <laughs> in front of my friends uh, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah well it's been um you know it reminds me of having some like high school kids show up at the studio you know and and there's just there's that natural self-consciousness mm-hmm. of teenagers and looking around and and it's funny, then um, I would walk around the room, and it's, so I've kind of, I have like the old gym teacher persona, right? Yes. But I walk by the, you know, they might, might be kind of slacking off in their warrior two. Uh-huh. For those that are listening, I'm stretching out my arms like a warrior. <laughs> and, uh, but they, their hands might be limp, or they're not really engaged, and I walk by, and they would just, 
tighten right up. Right. You know, like, and um, so it's you know kind that of happens in studio classes too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even with the adults. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. No, I know what you're saying though. That is fun. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I like the that your focus that you've had on kids, and then I wanted to kind of shift a little bit to the younger kids, where you've just over the years I've known you have had so much success and great great reviews around like mommy and baby yoga and that not just prenatal but how did that evolve to where you've got these not yet walking humans mommy (laughs) baby well it really sort of came from um after you know i taught i had been teaching prenatal for a while and these moms would say, like, well, I want to come back, but I don't have the time or I, I don't have childcare or whatever. And um, I just will kind of shout out to Bluma Yoga again in Minneapolis. They had um, several classes where you could either they have childcare so you can drop off your kid and go to yoga, which is an amazing thing, like at the Y, which is pretty cool. But um, they also had mommy baby yoga, and they called it bring your own baby, so BYOB. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I asked if I could borrow the name, and uh, I uh, it, it just it went really well. So the intention was to be, you know, anywhere from, like, newborn to one. Once they started crawling, that's when it would get a little bit, um, I think, stressful, not only for for the mom but other moms in the room and then me so i kind of like we kept it open the age limit was pretty open and then i had to say about zero to nine months or or until they're calling because otherwise i ended up just like walking around teaching holding holding babies crawling all the babies (laughs) yeah but it was great like we um we i haven't done it for a minute but we would do um massage um so that could help with digestion so help with sleeping and stuff like that and a little baby yoga, you know, so they would do stretches on the babies. But, of course, just the moms being able to move and have the comfort of having the baby in the room and then nurse if they want to nurse. So, you know, some of the moms were nursing while we were in Warrior too. Um, it was really amazing. And then um, Shavasana, you know, just being able to lay there. Yeah. And, you know, you know how sleep deprived you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, that first year. Yeah. Especially, so... Um, that was fun. That was really fun. Well, we'll have to, you know, look at after we get out of this pandemic all the way, you know, where bringing, bringing something like that back will be, um, yeah. And, um, well, and I should, um, not to put you on the spot, but I know you are in the midst of developing a prenatal yoga teacher training program yeah. for us here at City Yoga. Yeah. And that will roll out this year in 2022. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what inspired you? I know we've talked about it over the years. Yeah. But. Um, I think, I don't know what made me decide like the day of, but it's always just kind of been percolating, you know, over the years. And I had talked about it even as long as ago, uh, as long ago, um, with Mish, which would have been, I think I just had that new teacher excitement of like, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? And I had even started, I think, a PowerPoint, which I have yet to look at. It's really (laughs) old. But um, I thought, you know, to lead a teacher training 
is pretty intense. And for the yoga alliance cert, it's um, it's eighty five hours, which is not small. Right, <laughs> it's a commitment. It's a commitment. Um, and I really wanted to get some years of teaching under my belt before. I felt confident enough, I think. And like 15 years is a lot of teaching. It or, is. If you, at least 15 years, yeah. Well, 15 years of teaching, um, just, you know, vinyasa, whatever. And so then 10 year, ten or 12 years of uh, prenatal. And so it just, it kind of just hit me like, I think I'm ready to do a teacher training. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm ready to lead one, which... Um, is not a small thing. And yeah. it's not like there is a booklet or a book that you can buy that just says, like, you know, here's what you present. It's really kind of building. I, I want to build my own curriculum. Mm -hmm. I really want to make sure that I cover all of the bases and that mine is unique. Um, we don't have a teacher training, a prenatal teacher training in Indiana. Closest one is Chicago. Mm. Um, so... Just, you know, I've always cared about women's health and um, I, it just increases as I continue to teach. Yeah. It's important to me. And I just felt like it would help to get more teachers out there. And we kind of talked about this to, to create a difference. Mm -hmm. And when you and I had a conversation, we were talking about how, you know, not to make, have a dismal conversation in any way, but, um, you know, the the maternal mortality rate in Indiana is not great. It's one of the worst in the country. It's we're third, third to last. So. Third to la worst, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think we're double um, the national average. And uh, it's just, it, it shouldn't be happening. There's no reason it should be happening. And we just need more yoga teachers out there. And the way that yoga can help, I think... Um, is to provide that support and community so that there's less intervention during labor. Because if there's less intervention, then you're more likely to have a healthy birth, right? So, um, and no judgment. Like I'm, I'm, I've always had that policy in in teaching prenatal. I don't, I don't care if you have a C-section, if you're planning on having a C-section or natural birth or home birth, no judgment whatsoever. There's just evidence that shows that the less intervention that there is, the more likely that, you know, things are going to go um, easier. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal, just to, to have a healthy labor, a healthy baby, a healthy birth. Yeah. So the more teachers we can get out there. Well, yes. And, and I would not and you're being humble, but you probably you have the are one of the most experienced prenatal yoga teachers in the state, you know, because you've consistently taught multiple classes week in and week out, and done workshops or done special classes, and and you, you know, you went on and did your master's work and working in you know counseling and, and education and mm -hmm. and you you know you trained with Rolf Gates on that at the advanced level and he's like a master at building curriculum and creating these experiences for the teaching of yoga. So like, like you've, you've got, um, that's why I'm excited for you rolling out, rolling out the prenatal. Cause you know, like you've got all these dynamic things in your, in your background and your, you. that are going to just 
blossom into an amazing program. I really think that's probably it was finding like finishing the Rolf Gates's training and he and you have said this too often um you feel like you are meant to teach teachers and it, that sparked something in me and I was like, you know, I think I've been scared to teach teachers. Mm-hmm. Um not for like a workshop or whatever. I've done like, you know, stuff here and there but like a full-on teacher training it's not a small feat (laughs) 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 and uh yes you do know you know so um to 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 go through that training with rolf and and feel a confidence that i haven't felt yet um i it just yeah i feel excited which is key a little nervous, which is also key. <laughs> uh, just because, you know, I have a little bit of that perfectionism, too, especially when it comes to anything associated with education. Yeah. I get that from my dad, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, but also, he's he's a family doc. And he was, uh, you know, he did a lot of deliveries when I was a younger kid. And so mm. I'm not unfamiliar with that world in that <laughs> way either um so he has given me a lot a lot of confidence over the years too because as a resource to have a dad that's a family doc and say like hey in yoga class you know if we're laying on our back blah 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 and he'd be like no 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 of course you can lay on your back that's baby putting pressure on vena cava and you know if uh if Mom gets out of breath and she's going to naturally want to turn over and don't worry about that. And so he's given me a lot of um, medical advice. Oh, good. Oh. Like like prenatal anatomy stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he knows a lot. So oh, yeah. That's yeah. been helpful. Well, that's very cool. And I, I've yeah. kind of forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that and it, it's pretty cool that you kind of grew up around some childbirth stuff mm-hmm. and then became a prenatal teacher that's dinner that's table cool. every night <laughs> <laughs> well and shane so my partner shane's dad is an ob oh he is <laughs> so we're both doctor's kids yeah so we both at the dinner table w- would have dads come home and you know talk about work and so mm-hmm. that was part of it so it is sort of in a way i mean i, I would never compare being a yoga teacher to you know someone in the medical field but it's their they're linked a little bit that's for sure yeah i mean you know physicians are truly are healers whereas yoga teachers create space for people to do their own healing yeah like we create that environment where they can explore their bodies their emotions their energies their and then whatever other modalities they're using for personal health and and wellness then we're we're creating that container that they can, you know, find their own healing, which is much different than being a healer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, there's some yoga teachers that are MDs as mm-hmm. well as trauma therapists that, you know, mm-hmm. have all these other inter, you know, multiple hats they may be wearing in different venues. Yeah, but. speaking of another shout out, I went to uh, my teacher training. I had Kelly Casper as... Um, I don't know if you know her. She's, yeah, yeah. She's anatomy. OB. OB. Oh, yeah, yeah she yeah. does your anatomy. Um, so, uh, yeah, she's she's pretty great. Yeah. Well, that's a good example of like a physician helping out with yoga teacher training and mm-hmm. sharing that, you know, that expertise. Yeah. Um, well, and that's why I found the yoga community. There's so many great resources mm-hmm. or somebody's 
spouse or parent as mm-hmm. this profession and um so that you know that's super cool to you know see those um those little connections and then you know and i think about nikki who started the studio mm-hmm. and i don't know five or six years ago her granddaughter went through our yoga teacher training i know it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing and um, we really are a family studio. <laughs> it really is. I mean, and I I think of Latin, you know, mm-hmm. um, she's the, uh, oh, what is she? She's a nomad yogi. She's mm-hmm. on the road. She does mm-hmm. a lot of traveling and, and does a lot of uh, Thai massage and mm-hmm. other stuff. But she was one of the f- graduates of the one of the first yes. like, teacher training at City Yoga. And then, you know, not too long ago, her daughter oh my went gosh. through the training, like maybe three years ago. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. And so that's, it's been fun to see that next generation of yogis coming through. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's fun to look into the future, you know, mm-hmm. about, um, you know, you know, what's next, you know, for, for our community and, and that's why I love having you here on the podcast because you kind of grew up in yoga around the studio from its first location and all the way to here. And it's been here since 2008 or nine, you know, maybe. I think nine. Nine. So nine that's 13 be- years, 12 or 13 yeah. at this location. Because I live right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when you guys moved, I was like, well, it's meant to be. It's just closer. <laughs> And the oh yeah, and the community around the studio is evolving. Oh, it's amazing! It's changing so yeah. much. It's changing so much. Yeah. One more thing I do want to say about um, prenatal before I forget. Um, you were talking about resources, and one aspect I love about prenatal is that I um, we talk for the first like fifteen twenty minutes, and it's great because it allows well community first of all um because pregnancy can feel kind of isolating um especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic but mo- the moms are giving the other moms um resources or recommendations or like you know I like this acupuncturist or I like this OB or this the hospital was really great because you know, I had my last baby five years ago, and a lot changes just in a year. You know, right. so it's just a really great place for moms to kind of go and connect and chat um, in a really safe environment. And so we cover everything from like you know all the stuff I just mentioned to the emotional aspects of um, mm-hmm. you know the challenges that women. And, you know, and dads, too. We have some dads and partners that come. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff that you go through that you need to work out yeah. and talk about. So it can, some days are super light and some days are not so light. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's a really, it, it's a, has been a really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just supportive environment, but it's like needed, like we really need that because mm-hmm. it's hard to find that from you get a lot of, I think when you're pregnant, you get a lot of advice thrown at you and you mm. get a lot of people commenting on your body or how you look or like asking questions, but you don't necessarily have 
people around you that are going through the exact same thing at the exact same time. Yeah. So that's why I love prenatal. <laughs> well, it sounds like emotional support as yeah. well as being on a common journey, you know, like a, like yeah. that, having that common bond of like this experience of being pregnant, which I know nothing about other than having watched well, my kid's mom go through it. Yeah. 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 You <laughs> and know, tried something to, tried about to be it. the supportive spouse and, and For sure. yeah. And, uh, and, uh, doing the breathing classes. I mean, I was involved. So yeah. And, um, and too bad we weren't aware of prenatal, you know, like my, my oldest is 30 now. Oh my gosh. So there wasn't much happening on that realm back then. In so Indiana. there was pretty much Lamaze, maybe Bradley method, but I bet Bradley but, method was just starting. Yeah, I don't know. it was Lamaze for sure. Lamaze. We were doing that. Um, so yeah, yeah. Times evolve and change and well, and that's what, um, I am excited, like I said earlier, because I think like it's perfect timing for you on your path. But I think in the community at large, you know, rolling into this year, um, in the last couple teacher training, the 200 hour classes, there's been there's been several women interested in, in going down the prenatal yoga path. Mm -hmm. And this will be nice where they won't have to travel you know, to Chicago or to, you know, New York or, you know, some, some or do other it state. online. Yeah. Well, and yeah, especially prenatal. That's, that's a tough online. It uh, is. Isn't it? It <laughs> is. Yeah. Cause you want visual. And I mean, ugh, we want, I, I love hands-on adjustments. We'll see when that comfortably comes back. Mm -hmm. I do a little here and there, not, yeah, at, yeah. not lately, but, um, but also, um, Lisa, by the way, is back from vacation and said that she would be a part of it. We don't know exactly. We need to have a conversation about what that looks like. But oh, yeah. her being a doula and um, having four of her own and um, just being super, super mama. Yeah. And I believe she's taught prenatal yoga workshops. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like over the years. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's a great resource for sure. She's <laughs> so cute. She responded. She's like, dream team. We're going to be the dream team. We really will compliment each other well. So, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure you will. Yeah. And, um, well, on that note too, we're, we're getting ready to roll out a, um, sort of a yoga teacher refresh. Yes. That, um, it's a 50 hour, 10 week, once a night or once one weekend a night, um, that, you know, Marshall be involved and, um, you know, hopefully some of the other, you know, I know Jamie and hopefully Lisa and maybe you might do some prenatal stuff with it. I, I see how, you know, it works out where... I definitely want to take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be good to create that community again, mm -hmm. too. But also the refresh because, you know, mm -hmm. we get we get bombarded with so much stuff and particularly the 200 hour when it's you're newer to it. And then you go out and start teaching and get focused on creating classes and and which direction you want to go. And then some of the some of the philosophy stuff can get. Yeah, you're not you necessarily teaching yamas and yamas or the sutras or whatever. You can. Yeah. But it, it can easily kind of, if you're not using it pretty regularly, it can start to fade a little bit. It, it totally can. It's kind of like learning like a foreign language mm -hmm. you, you can be in, you can be practicing dialogue and and then if you're not using that mm -hmm. you, you just you know gets it, it loses this priority in your brain mm -hmm. you know i mm -hmm. mean it'll come back quickly 
So that's what we're hoping with the refresh. It'll, it won't be new, new information. You know, just be refreshing some previous information yeah. and make it more top of mind. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus it's fun to see where people are, people are at on their journey and then give them sort of a little mini immersion into, um, you know, the, the yoga teaching. And, and, and so anyway, I'm excited about that. So, That's awesome. Um, and after all, we are a school, a yoga school. So um, I think of, and you, you talked about over the years, the different trainings you've got to experience with our sort of history of bringing in experts and whether it's... You know, I was thinking about that because I said I listened to the Todd Norian one before. Um uh, and he's, you know, expert. Sean Korn has been here. We've had Kino. We've had so many people over the years. I'm, f- I'm forgetting, you know, a, a million at this point. But we are a school, and it's so special and unique to offer to be able to offer that, yeah, to people. Well, and I and I forget that because, um, I mean, I've only been here, kind of the guardian of the space for the last ten years, but. You know, I'll, and I listen to podcasts and I go around to workshops and conferences and whatnot and, and I'll run across people, um, you know, it might be, uh, well, like, you know, Rolf, you know, gotten to be, become friends with Rolf and getting to know him pretty well. And he's been coming to City Yoga since just after they opened. I did. Oh my gosh. I think that was one of the first, cause he was really still kind of doing power yoga back yeah. Right when I started, and that was my first like, woof! <laughs> I'm just like shaking <laughs> in this one. This one is a serious business. I mean, and Sean Corn too. Like you know, her vinyasa is no joke. But yeah. Rolf style, I I didn't know what I was in for. Let's say that. But I was I was very young. I don't think I had done my teacher training yet. Yeah. When I took his first one, yeah. so God, that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, and it's a legacy though, where there's been these amazing, you know people that have gone on to create their own platform or write books mm-hmm. or become, you know, um, experts in their little niche around yoga or trauma or, uh, you know, yen yoga, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, well, uh, the list goes on, but, um, yeah, a lot of names just flowing through my head were of people that, you know, they, um, they kind of had their heyday in yoga, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Cover magazines, but then they they really matured as teachers and mm-hmm. um, maybe wrote some books or really found their their path. And, and it's cool to see people that had trained with them or been in a workshop and and have how that still influences them today. Yeah, you know, you know I think about you know like going through Rolf's training Mm -hmm. influences me today. Um, Sure. And uh, training with Nikki and Marsha, you know, my first 200 hour was here at City Yoga, you know, and that still has its lasting impact. And um, so, yeah, um, what else? Anything else we haven't touched on you want to kind of start to wrap up with? Just a quick shout out to Marsha. I I think of her almost every single class because I don't think there's a single class that I don't teach where I don't rub our hands together (laughs) and cover your eyes with the, you know, the heel of your palm. And that makes me think of Marsha almost every class. So I love Marsha so much. Um, And Nikki too, of course. But uh, 
Yeah, so I'll be excited to see you and Marcia come back with the training. That'll be awesome. Yes, well, we're excited. And uh, thank you so much for all yeah. you do for the community and for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, <laughs> to do record an interview at the little yoga voice. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, fun. it's nice to um, have a conversation face-to-face, mm-hmm. you know, which we dropped off during the pandemic we you know dropped a few podcasts and some were via zoom and but the whole you know idea of starting the podcast years ago was to have slow down have face-to-face real conversation talk about what's going on in your life and share it with the community and um, so now we're getting the schedule you know starting to populate it again with conversations and interviews so we can um, you know, I've had a lot of listeners reach out to me like, hey, when are you going to get some more, you know, more yeah. interviews out there? So now it's coming. So I love it. All of you listeners out there that asked for it, here, here it's coming. Yay. <laughs> and uh, we're excited about that. And so a lot of stuff that Kelly talked about, I'll drop some notes in the podcast notes so you have more information. I'll put a link in there to her teaching schedule at the City Yoga, and and um, so you can find out what she's got going on. And yes, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Dave. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Yoga Voice, brought to you by City Yoga School of Yoga and Health, where we are committed to exploring how yoga inspires and transforms. Find out more at www.cityyoga.biz. That's C-I-T-Y-O-G-A dot biz. Special thanks to our producer, Brian Sims, for his audio expertise.